ex-police officer gets 16 months behind bars for shooting of a subject. Is it fair? Is it warranted? It's the DC Podcast. Nothing's off the limits. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm David and this is the DC. Now, as I said, we're going to talk about a police officer who just got sentenced to 16 months behind bars for shooting a suspect. But before we get to that, if you like content like you've been hearing on this podcast, if you find value in it if it, or anything like that, I ask that you please click the subscribe button Share this, hit the bell notification button so you can be notified when a new episode comes out. That's if you're on YouTube. If you're seeing or hearing this on another podcast, use whatever tools they have available to share this podcast, to subscribe to it, to get it out. Anything you can do to help get this podcast out helps the podcast continue on and get better. Now, with that being said, let's get back to this story. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but the woman's name is Kim Potter, and she was sentenced to 16 months behind bars for killing a a man by the name of Dante Wright. Now, before we go any further, Kim Potter is a white cop. Dante Wright is a black man or a black male like don't you know male man have you want to say that she is a white woman cop he is a black man sub, uh, suspect sorry i apologize if i'm saying things wrong i don't mean to be but once again kim potter was sentenced to 16 months to to, to behind bars for this And uh, this, I believe the the judge that was behind that was Judge Regina Chu. And I'm trying to see if I can find out where this actually happened. Um, It was in Minneapolis. The the courtroom was in Minneapolis. Um, And it seems that, you know, there's a lot to this. That, that that you really need to look into yourself. But uh, she was hit with 16 months behind bars for killing Dante Wright after mistaking her own gun for a taser during a traffic stop. Uh, Judge Regina Chu handed down the sentence in a Minneapolis courtroom over the objection of prosecutors after the former officer apologized to a victim's family. Potter will serve 16 months in prison, followed by eight months of supervised release. Now, she said to the family of Dante Wright, I'm sorry that I brought the death of your son, father, brother, uncle, grandson, nephew, she was sobbing as she turned to address the slain mother's to the slain man's mother directly. 
Katie, I understand the mother's love, and I am sorry I broke your heart. My heart is broken for all of you. The judge said that Potter honorably served her community for 26 years and hundreds of letters painted a portrait of a woman who touched a lot of people in a good way. She never intended to hurt anyone, said Judge Regina Chu, fighting back tears. Her conduct cries out for a sentence significantly below the guidelines. Chu, Chu, the judge, told the courtroom that Potter was clearly remorseful. She showed that today. She showed that when it happened, the judge said, fighting back the tears. She never intended to hurt anyone. Her conduct cries out for a sentence significantly below the guidelines. Now, the sentencing range on first-degree manslaughter is slightly more than six years to about eight and a half, from which a judge can depart if there are mitigating or aggravating circumstances. Potter was attempting to arrest Wright on an open warrant April 11th of last year for failure to appear on a weapons charge when he drew when he, when she drew her gun instead of her taser she was trying to protect a fellow officer on the other side of the car who could have been dragged and seriously injured when when Wright tried to drive off Chu said now that's the judge saying this this is not a cop found guilty of murder for using his knee to pin down a person for nine and a half minutes as he gasped for air. This is referring to something from the George Floyd case, I believe right there, said the judge. Comparing the case to that of former Minneapolis officer Derek uh, Shiavin, who was convicted, uh, convicted of murdering George Floyd in the same courthouse. See, that was a reference to George Floyd. This cop who made a, tr- this is a cop who made a tragic mistake, referring to, fl- referring to Potter, the woman, here. Potter was convicted by a jury in December of first-degree and second-degree manslaughter for the killing of Wright. Under Minnesota law, a defendant is only sentenced on the top charge. Prosecutors pushed for the judge to impose the presumptive sentence of just over seven years in prison while her defense lawyers argued for a probation-only punishment, calling her actions an innocent mistake and right the aggressor, referring to the, to the suspect, right, the, the man that was shot, saying he was the aggressor. Potter, mother of two boys, has, has been in custody since she was found guilty. During emotional statements before the sentencing was handed down, um, the suspect's family, the suspect who was killed right, his family members were questioned whether Potter was remorseful and urged the judge to impose the maximum sentence. They don't believe she was remorseful. Even though everything in the courtroom, everything that everyone's seeing, even the judge is saying this officer was remorseful. 100% that it really was just a tragic accident and it was not intended. April 11th, the worst day of my life, said Wright's mom. 
Katie Wright as she wiped away tears. A police officer who is supposed to serve and protect took so much away from us. She took our baby boy away from us with a single gunshot to his heart and shattered mine. Now, that, that's horrible. I feel for this mother. I really do. I feel so sorry for her loss. And I can't say that I understand it because I've not lost a child. But I do feel for her loss severely. And it hurts me. It troubles me that it happened. But here's, here's what you got to understand. It was not intended. It was not planned. It was not part of a criminal action on the police officer's part that, that you know, was led up to stopping this man, trying to make the stop on this man. And what I'm saying is, is okay, here, here, the police officer had no part in a plan that involved ahead of time to stop this man in a traffic stop for for whatever reason. So in other words, it's not premeditated. It's not pre-planned. It's not intended. But yet, you're hearing the family of the slain man, and in a way I can understand, but you're hearing for them to, for the maximum sentence. Now, I, I ask this question here, to all of you that may be listening. And I ask this question genuinely. Do you believe in second chances? Do you believe in punishment for accidents? I'm not talking about intentions. I'm talking about for pure accidents that have no intentions behind them. No intentional things. So, in other words, let me ask you this. Your daughter or your son breaks out the window of your car. It's not intentional. It's purely accidental. Do you give them the maximum punishment that you can? Or are you lenient in some way? Because it seems here that this woman, that people are calling for the maximum sentencing for something that was not intentional. Now, here's something I haven't even talked about yet. I haven't even brought this up yet. This young man who was killed was being pulled over. He was asked to be pulled over. He was being stopped by police. It doesn't matter. Now, the law states, not me, and you need to check this for yourself. It doesn't matter why they're pulling him over. He needs to pull over and cooperate with the police. And if he would have done that, if he would have pulled over and cooperated with police to begin with, and it doesn't matter why he's being pulled over, because the law says it doesn't matter, that comes after you're pulled over and you're talked to, so it doesn't matter why he's being pulled over. Pull over, cooperate. Okay, now let's get back to he cooperates. We find out, you know, 
and this is hearsay, we find out he did nothing wrong. Does he have cause to complain? Yes, he would. But that's not the case. He did not even try to cooperate. This is brought on, and even though it's a horrible, tragic situation, it's brought on by himself. It's not brought on because of this policewoman. And and I know everyone that's listening that disagrees with me is thinking, well, this policewoman, you know, she's trained and all this stuff. Have you ever had to pull your weapon out for any reason? If you have a weapon, have you ever had to pull a gun or taser on anyone for any reason that you may feel is life-threatening? And if you haven't, you've, you've never done this, then you can't say you that know that she was in the wrong. You, you have no, you know, reckless. You, you have no reference to it. We, we, we can't imagine what it's like for a police officer to try to do her duty and then find out that another police officer who's, you know, right there with her is in harm because of this duty being done. And now she has to, besides continue doing her duty of this stop, now she has to help her fellow officer. And yes, she is stretched. She, she's being stretched beyond what she should have to be stretched by. She, she's She's been torn apart by two separate things now that shouldn't have even been happening. The man should have just cooperated. But he didn't. He refused. He refused. He tried to drive away. And I'm going to say this, and there's going to be a lot of people that's not going to like this, but it's true. If this would, if this would have been a black police officer shooting a white suspect or or a white police officer shooting a white suspect either one you would never hear about this on the news you would never hear about it anywhere. Why? Because politics dictates it. Politics is used, and, and it's horrible in this situation. It's horrible. Republicans and Democrats both do it. They use politics to attack each other, and this is one of the politics, one of the ways they do it is a horrible death brought by the hands of a police officer. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that she's a woman. Wouldn't matter if she's a man. But they're making the point of it that she's white. Let me explain something to you. It should never matter the color of an officer's skin if you're being pulled over or if you're being detained, or if you're being questioned. 
Why? Because they should be seen as a police officer, not as black, white, yellow, green, purple, orange, whatever. And it should never matter the color of skin of the suspect or the detainee or the, the person in question. It should not. Forget the color. It's all about getting to the truth. But unfortunately, in this country, we put racism before everything. We do that and we shouldn't. I ask your I ask you to ask yourself this. Put your family Put your husband or your wife or your daughter or your son, your nephew, your niece, your uncle, your aunt, your grandparents, grandfather, grandmother, your, your friends, your acquaintances, whatever. Put them in this place of this woman and put them in the place of the victim, of the person killed. Do you think then that that whoever that is that you care about should be charged honestly in my opinion i don't believe she should be charged with this i believe she'd be given months of counseling and i believe the family of the person killed should be brought in and be given months of counseling and yes separately I don't mean together I mean separately and then after there's some type of healing bring the family from the person who was killed and bring the police officer together under counseling together in the same room let them talk to each other in a peaceful and calm manner and let it be let it be you know guided and 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 uh, guided and protected, you know, by counseling and let clear heads prevail. Let's find out that not everything deserves punishment. But if, but if, but if it does deserve punishment and this woman does appear to be clearly remorseful, then punishment should be administered with mercy. We should always administer punishment with mercy because we need to put ourselves and our families in the place of the person being punished and in the person, in the place of whoever, whoever was killed or attacked or whatever. We need to put ourselves our families in those places before we ever decide should we punish should we not should we condemn should we not it's it's really really hard it's really hard to understand things like this when they happen um, and, and that and it makes it hard for me to try to talk about it because it is a tragedy 
And I understand there is a family of a young man right now who is grieving, who is crying, who is begging for some type of justice. But they're also begging for healing. And if justice doesn't come, the healing won't come. Not a, not right away. But they also, they also do not understand that justice has to have mercy behind it. And on the other side, you have another family who's going to lose their mother for 18 months or 16 months, whatever. They're going to lose her. She's going to be branded as a killer. She's going to go to prison. She's going to lose her job, which means possibly losing, supporting her family. People are going to suffer. Her children are going to suffer. They're going to be made fun of because of her mother. And it shouldn't happen. None of this should happen. So what I'm trying to say whether you like police, whether you hate police, it doesn't matter. What you should do is cooperate 100% and realize that if something does take place, such as this case, that you cause it because you did not cooperate. And yes, it is a crime and a travesty and it should not have happened. But what you got to understand is it would have never happened if this person would have cooperated 100% to begin with. But he didn't. He refused. And so this horrible, tragic event has taken place. He's lost his life. She and the, the police officer is going to lose hers for several months. And the repercussions on both is going to last forever. But it's not the police officer that did this. It is that young man. I know you don't want to hear that, but it is that young man that did it. And I know what you're saying. Well, we got to put where guilt is. Okay, yes, she, she used her gun. She shot him. But I honestly believe the evidence from what's being said by even the judge themselves shows that this woman did not intend to kill this man, not even shoot him with a real gun. She was trying to tase him just to stop him, accidentally pulled her gun and killed him. So mercy has to be there. It has to. In order to administer justice, for the man who was killed and to the person who killed him and to everyone involved, families and everything, then mercy has to be administered before. Mercy has to be given in this type of punishment. And far more, far more mercy than what's being shown. I mean, she's getting months and months and I understand there's a young man who's who's dead because of it. But we're not looking at the cause, and we need to look at the cause. He caused his own death. He caused things to happen that would not have happened if he would have cooperated. 
And yes, the police officer shouldn't have shot him with a gun. But it would have never happened if he had cooperated. I know people don't want to hear that. I know that. But it is true. It is true. We, as fellow citizens, have a responsibility to act appropriately around police, just as they have the responsibility to act appropriately around us. That means we cooperate fully with them, and they will show us due diligence and mercy in cooperating with us. I mean, there is many a times you can hear a police allowing someone who's committed a crime to go free, and it's because the crime really doesn't warrant a jail time. It warrants a warning. And it's because of cooperation. And things work out for the best in those times. Sometimes they don't. But it's all about mercy tempered with justice. Because without mercy, there is no justice. It's vengeance. It's vengeance by people who have no right to take vengeance. Police have no right to vengeance. The law has no right to vengeance. You have no right to vengeance. I have no right to vengeance. We do have a right to justice. But in order to provide justice, we must we must promote mercy. We must provide mercy with that justice. And that's how we get it. We have to look upon mercy. We have to say, is this merciful to both parties? And if it is, that's what we go with. I ask you to really, 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 really listen to everything that I've said. Don't take it all as fact. As I always tell you, go do your own research. Look at everything. Look at it with open eyes and an open mind and an open heart. Look at it through the eyes of mercy and justice. Look at it with grace as well. Do those things. Don't listen to news, news reporters, yourself. Do this yourself before you make any kind of of assessment, any kind of judgment on whether this woman got what's coming to her. You need to do that first. Don't become judgmental. Become educational. Hey, I just want to say thank you for listening to this program. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. Once again, I say if you like this program or you're getting any kind of value from from these these podcasts, please click the subscribe. Please <clears throat> got tongue tied. Please click. I did it again. Please click the subscribe button 
uh, share this video. Hit that little bell notification here on YouTube as well so you can be notified when a new episode comes out. That'll help the podcast. If you're listening or watching the podcast through a different platform, you know, use their tools to share the podcast. You know, subscribe, uh, share, whatever. You know, do that. It helps the podcast out and it helps me continue the podcast to bring you more information like this for you to ponder to learn from, to make your decisions, to know the truth. I say thank you for listening. I appreciate it 100%. I ask you all to say a prayer, and I say this sincerely. Pray for both families, this woman, this man. Pray for the families, pray for everyone involved, that peace will be given. Justice and mercy will be shown through grace. Let God be the judge. I say thank you. I will see you next time on the DC. 